Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Good morning, good evening, wherever you're tuning in from. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. Uh, it's one of those special shows that it's just me and you, so I hope, <coughs> excuse me, I hope you'll be posting on the live stream on the live streams and interacting with me. Um, we've got uh, an interesting kind of topic, something I don't think I've ever talked about on the show before. But of course, oh, by the way, and I hope you caught, caught my show last week uh, with Dr. Uh, Natanya Wachtel. She was wonderful um, talking all about healthcare and AI and all kinds of things. So this week, we're going to be talking about taking things in context. And I'll get into exactly what I mean by that. But of course, we start off as we always do with my little section of my book, Everyday Awakening. And this uh, section is entitled, Contribution is about how we feel when we give back. Contribution is not really about other people. It is not about our community, our friends, or our world. Contribution is about finding meaning in something more than ourselves. It is about how we feel when we give back to the society that has given us so much. Our contribution can be an effort as small as giving to a charity or organization that is doing good work a few bucks. It also can be truly giving of ourselves, like donating our time and energy to a shelter or soup kitchen by showing up and pitching in with our two hands. There are many ways to contribute, not just time or money. We contribute with our influence or our resources. We can contribute our ideas or our expertise. The act of giving is more about how it makes us feel when we give than about being altruistic and gaining recognition. Of course, feeling good and altruism are not necessarily incompatible or exclusive. The point is, there is nothing wrong with doing the right thing because it makes us feel good. Indeed, isn't that the sign of an enlightened soul to take pleasure 
in helping others? Where do you feel called to contribute? Where can you find joy in helping others? So I wrote this section um, after having a conversation uh, with someone who was talking about the importance of contribution. And we were having this discussion about, you know, contribution, um, you know, about helping other people. Um, you know, contribution about, you know, the act. And and is contribution really about the other person or not? And and this person said, look, contribution is a it, we 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 contribute, we give, we 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 put money into charities and organizations and we we do things. Yes, it's for the other people, but it's only for the other people because of how it makes us feel. Because if it didn't make us feel good to contribute, whether it's anonymous or non-anonymous, we it only makes us feel good. It, we only do it because it makes us feel good. Because if it didn't make us feel good to contribute, we wouldn't. I mean, of course, there are circumstances where, you know, someone twisted our arm or shamed us into contributing and we didn't really want to do it. So there is... There are always different situations, and you always have to take it in context. But the real motivation behind contribution, behind giving back to others, giving to society, giving to things where we're never going to see really anything back from it, other than maybe a person's smile. We do it because inside it helps us to feel good. Not just good about ourselves, but just the act itself feels good. Now, why it makes us feel good is, is really a whole nother topic. You know, the, the chemical interactions in the brain and the, the, the dopamine and the serotonin and different things like that and, and, and why that all, you know, causes that kind of physical response. But to me, it makes us feel good, I believe, and this is purely my hallucination, take it for what it's worth. I believe it makes us feel good because deep down in, in our soul, deep down in, in our essence, in, in the most core of, of our beingness, we know that we are all connected. We know unconsciously, we know on an energetic level, we know on a spiritual level, if you want to call it that, that we are all connected, that everything is interrelated, that we're all part of one greater whole. So when we contribute, when we do an act of service, when we offer something 
without any possibility of getting anything back, we're actually giving back to ourselves. It feels good because we're honoring that part of us that knows that in whatever small little way that we help another individual, help another being, a plant, an animal, an insect, doesn't matter, that we're actually helping ourselves. We're honoring ourselves. We're honoring that part of us that knows beyond the shadow of a doubt that I am that. And so charity and contribution It's not about the other. Because when we look at the person we're giving to as an other and not as a brother, as an other and not as a part of ourselves, we're missing the point. And sure, lots of people contribute and give charity and and never consciously have that understanding. That's okay. But what I'm talking about is on a deep, unconscious level, on that level that it, 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 that permeates all of life and all of existence. We know. We know. We know that homeless person on the street, that's us. We know that child in that, that poor country that, that doesn't have enough food to eat, that's us. We know that when we make even a tiny difference in the life of another being, we're making a difference to ourselves. So the more we contribute, it's as if the more we're saying to life, yes, that is me. Yes, I want to live. Yes, I want to help and be helped. And again, that feeling might never Get to the conscious level. But of course, if you're one of my loyal listeners and you're listening to the show or you're listening to the podcast or the recording, now it's in your consciousness. Now, the next time you do something to help another person to contribute without any possibility of getting anything in return, now, hmm. I wonder, will it feel a little different? I, I, I see loyal listener Patty who tunes in every single week. I'm so appreciative of her. She and her husband, they go out and they, they um, help to build houses with Habitat for Humanity. Building houses for people who, you know, after they finish and move on, 
they may never see again in their life. But I'm sure, I'm certain that that feeling in their hearts when they do that, it goes far beyond anything else. And I just wonder, I'm just really curious. What if more people in this world focused on being more in contribution and perhaps a little less concerned about achievement and making lots of money, accumulating power? I wonder what would happen to this world if we would just recognize the fact that I am that. That person walk who needs help walking across the street, that that's us. And that if someone asks us for help with not, without knowing us, if we would just gladly help them and say, of course. There's an old expression that to whom much is given, much is expected. I don't think it's that much is expected by life, the universe, by spirit. It's we expect more of ourselves when we learn to truly be grateful for all the abundance we have, for the amazing life that we have, even when it's hard. You know, we we always have a tendency to judge like when life is hard, that it's not good, but at least we're alive. At least we know. And it is my personal belief that even though things can be hard and difficult at times, life does not give us more than we can handle. It might feel like it at times, but actually we can. And one of the surest ways to feel better, especially when life is hard, is to contribute to someone else's life, to take our eyes off of ourselves and onto somebody else. I'm I'm always reminded of that parable of uh, the man who bemoaned the fact that he had no shoes until he met a man who had no feet. Sure. Could things be better for us? Absolutely. Things can always get better for us. And things could also be much, much, much worse. But if you're listening to this show, if you have running water, electricity, shelter, food, you're already doing better than a good majority of other people on this planet. So, 
I hope there's something about this section of my book that touches your heart, that maybe gives you a slightly different perspective on contribution. And if it motivates you to contribute a little more or differently, then I've more than done my job. Okay, so that's um, my section from my book, Everyday Awakening. The section is entitled Contribution is about how we feel when we give back. And by the way, I just want to point out, it's giving back. You know, it's not giving from what we don't have. It's giving from a place of abundance. It's giving from a place of, I have so much. I have more than enough to give back to someone. And of course, you can always find my book at www.everydayawakeningbook.com, which, as I mentioned, just takes you straight to the Amazon listing. But if you're like me and you love to support small independent bookstores, just go in there and say, hey, I'd love to get this book, Everyday Awakening by Sam Leibowitz. They can order it. We're in a major bookseller, uh, book distributor, so any any bookstore can get it. All right, we're going to go take uh, our break, our first break. And then when we come back, we're going to get dive right into our topic of the day, which is the importance of context. And I would love to um, get some interaction with my audience. So whoever is listening out there, whether it's on Facebook or YouTube or Twitter or Access Call Now or LinkedIn or, or, or Twitch, let me know how is context important to you? What have you learned from context? What have you learned from not taking things in context? And we will be right back in just a moment talking all about context. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify, your business today. Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
And welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on talkradio.nyc. And all across social media, you can always find us on our YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com slash talking alternative. On our Facebook page, facebook.com slash talkradionyc. On LinkedIn, at our Talk Radio NYC LinkedIn page, on our Twitter account, at Talk Radio NYC. I think you get the idea. It's Talk Radio NYC everywhere you go. Okay. So, this week, talking about context. And I'd like to provide a little context for this topic of context. Because I had a conversation the other week with my wife about finances. And our finances are not great, not terrible, somewhere in between. Maybe not as good as we would like them. Be very honest and vulnerable right now. And the conversation kind of came up about why is it that we've made so many mistakes in the past? We've had bad investments. We did this wrong. We did that wrong. And and as we're talking, and initially, I'm kind of buying into everything she's saying and buying into sort of the the concept of like, oh, my God, you know, there's something horribly wrong here. And then I realized that the conversation was a little extreme in one direction. And I realized that we're not, we were not looking at what we did in context to the time. And that certain decisions we made, whether they were good or bad decisions, is sort of besides the point. But we made certain decisions at the time. Like we invested stuff, we invested in things that were a little more aggressive higher potential of return but higher risk and and some of those investments are frozen right now like the company isn't out of business but they're not uh, um giving the returns they're supposed to be doing can't get the money out so it's kind of frozen there for the moment and so there was a lot of like you know oh Look how we unconsciously sabotaged ourselves financially. And I'm like, yeah, but remember, we were thinking about having enough for retirement. We were looking at the fact that because of, you know, what happened in the past and not having a lot of savings, that we wanted to be more aggressive and attempt to build up some more wealth. So that if we wanted to retire or when we want to retire, that we would have enough money to do it. Because neither me nor my wife work for a corporation. We don't have a pension. You know, it's really our own savings that that we need to rely on when we retire. And um, it's kind of interesting because there are a lot of people in our situation as well. And so we made some choices that were a little bit aggressive, but we did it for a reason. Like we didn't do it out of the blue for no reason at all. 
we weren't just trying to throw money away. We were saying, look, this might be a risk, but the reward, the potential reward was worth the risk. You know, now we look at things and because we've gotten burned, it's like, no, we need to be, you know, less risky. We need to be more secure. And it's like, okay, I can understand the difference in mindset. I can understand the reason why we shifted. But without having had that experience, without that context, we wouldn't come to that place of, oh, let's just invest in something safe. You know, let's just get some basic uh, uh, interest and and not worry about building up so much so quickly. Like we're willing to take sort of a longer term view of things. But again, that. And, and so when I brought it up, we kind of come down, we made, uh, we had a discussion, we made certain plans, we're going to do certain things. And it's worth noting, it's worth being aware of fact that when we make a choice, when we make a decision, we're making a decision based on our experiences up until that time, our mindset at that time, and what are we looking to accomplish at that time? And as, and, and after that happens and time goes by, and then in the future we look back on it, we forget, we forget what it was like to be in that situation at that time in the mindset we were then. And that's the context. It's so easy to forget about the context with which we make decisions. Now, I'm not just talking about as individuals, how we make decisions in our individual life. I'm also talking about society. So often we look at the way things were in the past. We look at history and we're kind of horrified the way things were and, and the way people acted and, and what was acceptable back then that, that is completely unacceptable today. And when we do that, we're not taking it in context because when you look at anything in the past, whatever somebody wrote, whatever somebody did, it was always in context of the way society was at that time, the way they were at the time. Indeed, I kind of look at context as, as there are like a, a couple of different levels of context. First, it's about the context of the individual and where they were in their life. Second, it's their familial and community context. You know, how they were brought up, what were things like at the time? And, and that's a subset of what was the societal context? 
and kind of in between there, you can say their state, their country, but it's sort of like the individual, the family, society. And then there's an even deeper context. And it's a context we actually don't see. And it's a context we don't even really know about. And that deeper context actually opens us up to things being much uh, different than we expect. So, so let's first talk about the individual context. I often say to my coaching clients and to people that I work with that we create our life, and we absolutely do. We create our life through all of the decisions we make, through the stories we make up about things, through the responses and the reactions that we live life in. When we pick what college, if, well, if you go to college, you know, it, but, but let's just say you went to college. What college did you go to? Why did you go to that college? Well, that choice was made in a certain context. For instance, the first college I went to, I went to two colleges. The first college I went to, I actually didn't really want to go to that college. So why did I go there? Well, I went there because my mom, who was a school teacher, a couple of the other women she taught elementary school with, their husbands were professors at this college. And I received a letter from this college the day I was actually going to send my acceptance to a different college saying that they were giving me a partial scholarship, partial student loan, so that uh, my tuition was taken care of for the first year. And all I we had to pay for was room and board because I had to live. Um, th th that all I had to worry about was, was paying for room and board being in the dorm. And so I like took a pause. Because I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't get anything like that from the other college I was going to go to. I wanted to go to. I kind of knew the way my mom was that if I didn't take this offer, that for a long, long time, I would be hearing from her. Oh, I can't believe you turned down the scholarship. Oh, I can't believe you didn't accept it and go to that school. Do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is? Having a versatile, high-quality favorite feels great, but having a whole closet of them feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, you're sure to find your next closet go-to from American Giant. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, 2-0. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now that might not be a strong enough reason for a lot of people to make a decision. And it wasn't the only reason. I did actually go to a high school teacher, the only one who I really respected and talked to him about it. And he says, oh, yeah, go to that school. It's a much better school, which... Again, depending on the context, it either was or wasn't. I'm not sure I agreed with that assessment now. Um, but for me at the time, it was important. And so in that context, I made the choice to go to the college that I knew my mom wanted me to go to, not the one I really wanted to go to. And that took my life in a whole different direction for a whole variety of reasons that had actually very little to do with education or schooling and much more to do with the people that I met there. So sometimes we make a decision for the wrong reason and it takes us in a different direction, not for the reason we think. All right. So I'm going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this idea of context. I'm going to talk about what is that deeper context that's important to keep in mind. And of course, please post your questions on the live streams, on the YouTube live stream, the Facebook live stream. Let me know how context is or isn't important to you or has or hasn't been important to you. And I will get to your comments when we come back. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on talkradio.nyc. And we will be right back in just a moment. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. 
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. So we're talking about context today. And and the story I told you about which college I decided to go to, that was to show you sort of the context individually where I was and also familiar, familiarly, I don't know, in, in my family, because my my family, my mom paid a big part in that decision. But you see, even going to college needs to be taken in context because I was brought up in a middle-class Jewish family in the Bronx and like not going to college was like unheard, not unheard of, but was like so frowned upon. It was like, you're a complete dummy if you don't go to college. So there's also that kind of uh, uh, ethnic uh, sort of context as well. Whereas there are a lot of people who come from families families where going to college isn't a big deal, or, or maybe no one before has gone to college. So that context is also important. And the context of society at large, right? How good a life do you have in the United States if you don't go to college? Now, some people will argue that, yes, there are a lot of college dropouts or people who never go to college who become millionaires and have a great life. But what percentage of people who don't go to college have a great life versus the percentage of people who go to college and have a better life? Right? It's a numbers game. So there's all of that context. And there is a much deeper context. And this much deeper context, and this is one where it's the context we don't see, we don't know. It's a context that we can't really perceive. And when you understand this context, then you really get how we truly have to trust that what is happening or what has happened is really for the best because we don't know. And that deeper context was highlighted to me um, back when we, we took over the business from the former owner. And, and my loyal listeners know I've referred to Giorgio many times in the past, who's the one who founded the radio station and he also had an acupuncture practice and he was a Buddhist. And and the reason why I bought it from him is because he had decided to become a Buddhist monk, a Theravadan Buddhist monk, and and he was getting rid of all his worldly possessions to go into the monkhood. And so during the transition period, we brought in an acupuncturist, Tim, for him to train in his particular methodology. And he studied under this grandmaster in Hong Kong 
And but he also applied his his Buddhist principles and Buddhist philosophy to acupuncture. And I remember hearing him say to Tim one day that we don't cure anybody of anything. He said we may be able to help people's bodies come back into homeostasis. But he said, you might be working with someone with a heart condition, cancer, or some other disease, and that disease might go into remission. They might be better from from coming to you as an acupuncturist. And then the next day, they could be crossing the street and get hit by a runaway car or a bus. Because that was their kama vipaka. That was their spiritual karma. And we don't know what an individual's soul's spiritual karma is. Now, look, this does presuppose reincarnation. And uh, I happen to believe in reincarnation ever since I first heard the concept back when I was in high school. I had no context for it at the time. Just someone explained it to me and I thought, wow, like that makes a lot of sense. And if you don't believe in reincarnation, maybe this won't resonate with you. But even if you don't believe in, re- in, in reincarnation, still the idea of the soul's journey, well, you have to believe in a soul. And for those of you who don't believe in the soul, I will just want to remind you that last year's Nobel Prize winners in physics won the Nobel Prize for proving that reality is not locally real. That until the wave functions that are the energy that make up reality are observed and collapse down into a particle and form, quote unquote, something real, it's all potentiality. This universe on its fundamental level is energetic not physical. So to me, that means that us as individuals, we are not just this flesh and blood and bone. That there is an energetic component to us, a spirit, a soul, something that precedes and survives our death. Now, whether this soul comes back into physical form over and over again, well, that we'll find out when we die. (laughs) However, I personally believe in reincarnation. It makes much more sense to me than just the idea that we only get one shot at getting things right, that it's more an evolution over billions of years. And this is the context I believe we never see. And that is, we don't know where a person's soul is in its evolution. We don't know what did they experience in the past life. What did they do, good, bad, or otherwise? You know, were they a bigot in the past life? And so this life, they're, they're, um, experiencing, uh, racism against them because their, their soul is learning the lesson that, Hey, we're all connected. 
And do we know that when a soul comes into being, you know, what lesson is it here for? You know, some people talk about the idea of spiritual contracts. And that what are we here to fulfill? We don't know. We don't know. And you see that context, it's such an important context, but it's one that's beyond our perception. Now, I do believe that there are certain people out there, rare individuals who are able to see a person's spiritual background and can help with understanding why we're here experiencing this life the way we're experiencing it. But for most of us, we don't have access to that kind of information unless we find an individual like that. So what do we do with this context of this deeper spiritual path? And this is where, for me, it really kind of comes down to the story we want to make about life. And it's kind of like, if life is perfect, it's a big if, very big if, everything in life is perfect. And that even the greatest tragedies are perfect. And I'm not saying they're not tragedies just because they're perfect. You know, a school bus full of kids, you know, uh, goes off a cliff and, and, and they all die. That's a tragedy. That's an emotional, physical tragedy. But spiritually, who knows? What did those young souls need to learn by experiencing that? I don't know. I can't judge. And this is why having faith that that life is taking us exactly where we need to go, this is why faith is such an important component in life, I believe. I'm not talking faith in a specific dogma or belief or faith in other people. It's faith in life. It's faith in the universe. And and that faith does not mean that everything goes perfectly all the time. Maybe our soul needs to experience some of those times when things aren't perfect, when things are a challenge, that that's what we need to grow on, on a deep fundamental level, not on a superficial level. So this is why I say, like, this is in some ways the most important context, and it's the one we have the least access to. So it's time for me to take my last break of the show. When we come back, let's talk about what do we do with this deeper understanding of context? Like, how is this going to really affect the rest of our lives? And believe me, I believe wholeheartedly that if you're here today, listening, tuning in to this show, whether it's the recording, the podcast, or or the live show, that you're hearing this for a reason. 
and that this message is for you specifically. All right. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Just you and me talking all about context. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Okay, we're talking all about context, this show, and taking things in context. And I've talked about the different levels of context. So what do we do with this? How does this understanding, this this maybe deeper appreciation for context, how does this affect the rest of our life? Well, it's actually a very practical thing. Because in our interactions with people, Sometimes we don't understand why people are the way they are. Why they do the things that they do. So that's where context comes into play. When somebody does something that is unexpected or is challenging, or hurts our feelings. It's helpful to look at the context. What was going on in their life at the time? How much do you know about the person? You know, maybe you're working in an office and one day your boss comes in and they're angry they're upset they give you a hard time about stuff and you're thinking like what did i do i didn't do anything maybe it wasn't about you maybe it wasn't about you at all 
And maybe if you can cultivate patience and cultivate understanding that you find out later in the day or the next day or the next week that maybe your boss found out they have a disease or maybe their wife is sick or their husband or their child. Or that maybe something else is going on in their life. So if we look to understand the context of what's going on better, then we can ask questions instead of jumping to make a judgment. Somebody yells at you out of the blue for no reason at all. Find out the context. Hey, what's going on? Why are you upset? And really listen. And listen not just to what they say, but listen to what they don't say. That can be equally revealing. There's so many situations dealing with people of a different ethnicity, different race, different color. I mean, the idea of race I know is made up. But someone comes from a different country, has different customs. What's the context you need to be aware of? I remember a long time ago, somebody once was highlighting um, the difference in culture of like different cultures in, in, in a business context. But they, they were doing a presentation and, and there was a, it, some kind of a, a development team, a, a computer development. And like they, they brought together developers from the United States, from India, and from China. And they were having a, a bit of a challenge communicating and 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 getting everyone to be on board with certain deadlines and certain time projections. And so the facilitator asked them, each person, like one person representing each group, to get up and draw a, a symbolic representation of time for them. And so someone from the American team gets up. They they draw on the whiteboard just a straight line with a marker and there's like a start point and end point and they're like that's time to me and uh, uh the chinese person gets up and draws it as a circle because they just see it as cyclical and revolving that that's the way time was for them and then someone from the the indian uh group got up there and they drew the representation of time as a spiral. And that's such a basic concept, time. But look how in cultural context, it's so different. So when we're dealing with challenges, when we're dealing with people who come from a different perspective than us it's very very helpful to get the context you talk to a person of color and they're more fearful of the police 
and you don't understand why, ask them and get their experience. I mean, the the show that precedes mine on here, Dismantling Racism, Reverend Dr. TLC, she's had so many examples of why that's the case and how the the lived experience of a person of color is so different from the lived experience of people who are white or Caucasian. When we understand that we don't truly understand what's going on until we know the context, it helps in so many different ways. So many different ways. It helps with our relationships with friends, with colleagues, with family. You're having a hard time with your parents. Do you know the context in which they were brought up in? What was their relationship like with their parents and their grandparents, with their community when they were growing up? And I don't care how young or old you are. It's so true. And even the context of you have a friend who was brought up in the Midwest and you were brought up in California or New York. What's the difference in context there? I was just in, in Colorado for three weeks. And there's a very different context in Colorado from New York City. Self-reliance is so highly valued there. Nature. When we understand that we don't always know the context for something, that then when we understand that the need to seek out context, then that can help us tremendously in greater understanding, in a greater ability to make the best of a situation. So this is why I say context is the key and is one, not the only, but one of the most important things to understand in any given situation. So I appreciate Patty, loyal listener. She says, looking up context is an, is an eye opener, puts meaning in, into the message. And I'd love to hear from you, my loyal listeners. Has this show been valuable to you? This idea of context, exploring context, was it helpful in some way? You can always email me at sam at theconsciousconsultant.com. Let me know what you think. And let me know what you would like me to talk about the next time it's a me-only show. You know, I do these about once a month. And so I'm always looking to understand the context for you, my listeners, what would you like to hear about? Thank you for tuning in. As always, without you, there is no show. Um, again, if you missed any part of today's show, you can always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc and on all the podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, wherever you love to listen to podcasts, you can find The Conscious Consultants. And if you can't, let me know and we will get there. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, later today, 5 p.m., Frank Harrison and show Frank about health. And tomorrow, our whole block of business shows, Philanthropy and Focus, Always Friday, Intangify, and our newest show, The Hard Skills. Make sure you tune into that one. Mira, Dr. Mira Brank, who does such a wonderful job. Take care, everyone. We will talk to you all next week.
You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify, your business today. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.